You're listening to the Goggler Podcast, Bahir and Uma with you. Today we're going to be talking about the brand new Jason Statham actioner. This one is called The Beekeeper, and it's directed by David Ayer. That's right, David Ayer of Suicide Squad fame, Bright fame. I didn't like his Suicide Squad, but I really liked his... What was that one called? The Brad Pitt tank one? Fury. He did Fury, right? He did Fury. He also did End of Watch, which was very, very good. Yeah. It's funny. He was one of those directors that seemed to have a lot of promise. And I don't know, maybe his long-touted director's cut of Suicide Squad might be a completely different movie. I think Bright had a lot of promise, but kind of poor execution because the world seemed very interesting. And I know Netflix had put a lot of money behind it because it seemed like a it seemed like a very cool concept, right? Like a fantasy detective type thing. It literally was one of those things where the world was very interesting. Right. But the execution of the story within said world left much to be desired. Which brings us to the beekeeper. And I'll put it this way. I think any rating that we give this movie is on a Jason Statham scale. Yes. Of 1 to 10. And the reason there is a Jason Statham scale is because you know what you're going into when you sign up to watch a Jason Statham movie. Also, the people who flock to watch Jason Statham movies know what to expect and have a certain expectation of those movies. So this Jason Statham scale, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree, Bahe, we've never discussed this before, but this Jason Statham scale has the transporter at the top Mm, as one of the better Jason Statham actioners. It's got heart. It's got some great action. I think Crank, the first one, is right up there as well because it's a little batshit crazy. For me, like, so so that's the pro. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for me, Transporter almost is too good for the Jason Statham scale. Like, Crank is the Jason Statham scale for me. Crank, the Meg, you know, where you're not really expecting many conversations. But I think the Transporter, purely because the Transporter's story was actually coherent, But in that sense, don't you think the transporter would be a 9 or a 10 out of 10 on the Jason Statham scale? I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. With the Meg 2 closer to like a 2 or a 3 on the Jason Statham scale. Only because I didn't see the Meg 1. So I have trouble with where the Meg 2 sits. But for me, the Meg 2 is exactly what I expect when I go into a Jason Statham movie. So for me, the Beekeeper is about a 7 on the Jason Statham scale. Oh, yeah. I go with that. It is a lot of fun. It exceeds your expectations based on what you've seen in the trailer. The story is pretty much what you see in the trailer with the exception of one batshit crazy twist. Mm. Which I didn't see coming because it is so insane and stupid where the story ends up going that it's incredibly entertaining because you're like, this doesn't make any logical sense in any other situation, but it works perfectly fine in this movie because it's logical to the narrative of this film. This is a hard thing to describe, but I guess once people watch this movie, they'll know what I mean. This movie literally isn't much in terms of narrative. A perfect way to describe it is 
how this movie ends. It literally cannot end fast enough. It's just so ready to leave the movie. The movie is so quickly and ready to end that when it ends, I just went, huh? The climax happens. And then movie ends. And movie ends. Yeah, it's just like, okay, that's done. I wanted to get to this point. There is no epilogue. Nothing. Liam Neeson isn't hanging out in his garden, hugging his daughter, going, everything's okay now. I'm not even expecting an epilogue. I'm expecting like a come down from the big high of that third act battle. No, even the ending of that third act battle is literally a full stop. That's it. Movie ends. We're done now. That's all I wanted to tell you. You can leave now. It just ends. I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I guess we're done now. Let me pack up my bags. We've given you your 20 ringgit worth of movie. This is all the cinema you're getting today. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. That said, there is a lot of cinema that you get for your 20 ringgit when you watch The Beekeeper. Now, if you've seen the trailer, the movie is that. Jason Statham plays the beekeeper, both a literal beekeeper and a figurative beekeeper. The beekeepers are a secret off-the-books agency of the U.S. government who are tasked to do things outside of the system when the system is breaking down. All of this is told to you in a monologue in the middle of the film. There's a real weird sort of cameo appearance by someone who's in it. I literally think three scenes. No, two scenes. Two scenes. She's on the phone both times. But anyway, yeah. It's also explained to you in 30 seconds in the trailer. So... I'm not giving away anything by telling you what a beekeeper is. However, he is also a literal beekeeper. Now that he's retired, he actually keeps bees. Now, yep. the weird thing about this movie is it really doubles down on bee mythology. In the credits, there's all this stuff about bees in like books and texts and stuff like that. And then in the dialogue, there are all these bee metaphors and references. And you know what? I appreciate it. If you are calling a movie The Beekeeper, I am so glad that you gave no fucks and just went, let's go nuts. I'm okay with that. Like, you're calling yourself The Beekeeper and I'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah, tell me about bees. Or general knowledge facts about bees. I learned a lot about bees. I will have to confirm some of those things, but you know, it's okay. I'm happy. And then he has a neighbor, played by Felicia Rashad of the Cosby Show fame. All of this happens very quickly in the first act. Yeah. And I have to say, it's really efficient writing because in those 10 minutes where all of this is set up, we meet the neighbor and we see this in the trailer as well. We meet the neighbor, we see her plight, boom, she commits suicide. He's pissed off and goes on a revenge mission. Actually, all of that is written and set up so well that you feel an emotional connection. One, it has to do with the writing of it because there is just a very brief exchange between the both of them that kind of sets him up. Yes, he's a ruthless killer, but he also is a sentimental guy. And I think it's also partly with the casting decision. When you cast someone like Felicia Rashad, who was in The Cosby Show, who was America's mom for decades, there is already a sense to a certain generation anyway, oh, this is someone I should care about. She is amazing. I will also say that the kickoff point, the inciting incident for this is, I won't call it low stakes, but it is just a real escalation. She falls prey to a phishing scam, a PH phishing scam, right? A phone phishing scam and all her bank details are hacked and she gets all her money taken away. And I'm just like, wow, this feels like the most 
low stakes thing, but at the same time, the most recognizable of problems. I think it's an interesting choice because it's an old person who gets scammed. Malaysians get phone calls and scammers every day, right? So I think it is most recognizable. And we've all read reports about how an old retired lady had her life savings taken away from her. And you just want someone to go in there and just fuck that office up. But for an inciting incident for an action film, it just seems like the most random of... You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'd have preferred if Felicia Rashad was a former CIA agent who held state secrets. But for this to be the reason the beekeeper pulls himself out of retirement and whoops ass just seems... But also... It works because of what it is. When you watch that sequence happen, and given our own personal connection here to scammers and phishing schemes, we want it to happen. We want those assholes to receive this kind of comeuppance. That someone is going to chop off their fingers, tie them to a truck, and drive them off a bridge. And we want to see them suffer and feel pain. At the back of my mind, I secretly hope that Dr. Sri Michael Chong, who is the head of the MCA Complaints Department, who always handles these scams, at night, he goes around hunting these people. You know, when I'm bored, I sometimes tune into that guy on YouTube who just hacks into these Indian scam centers, right? Exactly. And you're right, you want that to happen. But I just mean for the inciting incident for a former special forces deep undercover secret whatever murderer guy to kick off this latest murder spree for it to be a phishing scam. And not even on his mother or grandmother, just some random lady he's staying with. Do you remember that Mel Gibson film? I can't remember what it was now. The one where he just wants his money back. Like it's a small sum of money and he goes on this rampage to take out these gangsters and they keep offering him more and more money and he's like, no, I just want my $10,000 back. I can't remember what the exact amount was. It is a fantastic film and he basically goes on this rage rampage and takes out all of these guys because he's like, not a penny more, not a penny less. I just want that money back. But that's the basis of the first Equalizer movie, right? It's a prostitute that he meets in the diner that he eats at every night. He has absolutely no connection to her, but something bad happens to her and he goes, I need to do the right thing. It's even less of a connection than Statham yeah. has to this lady. I just walked myself into that hole. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. I like it when movies use small stakes like that to escalate into something absolutely insane because yeah. even the people who are facing it are confused. Yeah, no, you're right. So when he raids that call center, they're like, did we do this to you? What the fuck is going on? Who are you? Like, why do you even care? All of that works in the logic of this film. And that, I appreciate it. I appreciate it that this escalation of actual absurdness of just unnecessary escalation of violence started from this one thing. Sure, it was a lot. A lot of money was lost. But still, this is on the same level of John Wick's dog. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's more personal. I would go ballistic on someone if they came after my cat. But, you know, you know, I get it. I get it. I think David Ayer shoots his action sequences very well. I think he has an incredibly good grasp of the camera. You can see 
everything that's happening on screen. It isn't shaky cam action sequences. It's not as great as John Wick because nothing particularly fancy happens, but the brutality of the sequences are really visceral. And I think that works because there's a certain glee to it. And you like that glee because the violence is being inflicted upon people who you feel really deserve it. I mean... There are enough monologues by Statham in this where he's just moralizing about how you don't take advantage of the weak and the old. And, you know, he keeps going on and on about it. And it's fine because I think in the context of this movie, it really works on an emotional level. And so whenever these bad guys get taken down, you're just clapping your hands going, oh, you die, motherfucker. Yeah. No, you I messed agree. with the wrong guy. And, and... Even the twist, even the escalation, and we won't give it away because it's just so fun and stupid, but even the escalation works on that ridiculous level because you're like, where can this go next? Oh my God, they went there. And you're like, yes. And and it ties in, yet again, it ties in with the internal logic of the film because of who he is as a beekeeper and what the organization of beekeepers do. So in that sense, it is an incredibly entertaining film. I think it's it's definitely one of Statham's better movies. Even the way that escalation is treated, I appreciate it. It isn't this big conspiracy. It is a just unfortunate circumstance of nepotism, I think. The way the characters are written, it's not as if this has been a big thought out conspiracy to defraud everybody it's just so happens that this one guy this one kid played by josh hutchison is a real pain in the ass if i'm not mistaken i think even his last movie operation fortune ruse de guerre i mean i'm not counting fast x and meg 2 and the expendables did i watch that i, th- I saw did. that we watched it yeah. together but even that i think had like there was more of an epilogue because that one had that movie set epilogue yeah and so you did see something after the big climax, but this one was special in that it just put a full stop right after everything happened. I will be honest, for the life of me, I can't think of another action movie that ended that abruptly. No, you're right. You know, like in The Expendables 3, there's the bar sequence at the end where we were all wondering why Finas didn't cut off those shots. Expendables 4, my friend. Was that four? Yes, Crap. it was four. Who knows how many there are? I but apologize. That one was four. That's expendables. I'm sorry. Yes, but there is a come down from the final big action sequence, right? From an emotional filmmaking thing, from an emotional audience setting situation, you want the audience to sort of revel in the glory of that win. You want to see your character sort of have a moment at the bar to sort of just like, man, look at what we did, right? This movie doesn't do it at all. No, it ends. It just ends. I'm done. I have nothing else to say to you. It is the equivalent of riding off into the sunset. If you were riding off into the sunset on a really fast motorcycle. Yes. You just like, you just go. Just go. You just go. Jump out the window and run. There's no meander. There's no, there's no slow music, outro, nothing. You just go. Just get out. I don't know how many more movies he has this year. Last year, he was in four movies. Yeah, he was in four last year. Operation Fortune, Fast X, Meg 2, and Expendables. 
the beekeeper seems to be the only one on this list, but I don't know if he's in the new Guy Ritchie movie. Oh. The League of Unsavory Gentlemen, something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But that's only still shooting, right? I think they're done with shooting. I think there is a 2024 release, but I'm not sure if Statham is in it. So I'm not sure what else he has coming out, but it's a good way to start 2024, I think. The beekeeper is a lot of fun. There's nothing else in cinemas at the moment. And the beekeeper is two hours of just great entertainment. I think if you're a fan of these kinds of films, you would enjoy this movie. Not everybody enjoys these kinds of movies. But here's the thing. I think, especially for Malaysians, especially with all the news about scamming, Uh, I think there is an innate sense of rage that we want to get out. And I think this movie scratches that itch. I think timing-wise, this movie works because of the subject matter. (laughs) I can tell (laughs) you my mom is going (sighs) to love this movie. My mom loves action movies anyway, but I think she's going to get a particular kick about this one because she's constantly reading about scammers Yeah, and has constantly been receiving lots of phone calls from those assholes who are trying to scam her. And so I think this speaks to Malaysians on a special level. I will say, the fights, although not particularly impressive or memorable does have very the word you used earlier was perfect visceral sort of sequences it is the thing you want to see in other action movies yes in other action movies where the camera pans away just as the hero is about to slash a gentleman's neck this movie shows it it doesn't pull its punches and it shows it all on camera and that i feel is given the subject matter, incredibly cathartic. Yep. Man, we highly recommend The Beekeeper. It's a great way to spend time in the cinema. Like if you want some mindless entertainment that is incredibly cathartic given the state of the world, Jason Statham has your back. He is beating up all the right people for you. And it's one of those rare movies where there is a very clear line between good and bad. You know exactly who the bad guys are and you know exactly who the good guys are. Yes, it's incredibly violent, But you know that going into it, and we think you will enjoy it. So, check out The Beekeeper, now playing in cinemas. We don't think you'll be disappointed, especially if you're a Jason Statham fan. If you've seen it already, let us know what you think. You know how to reach out. All of our social media feeds are GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is... The Gogler Podcast.